been watching the show where the behind the scene guys tell you everything because we know more than everyone else, apparently. I'm Eric Dorsch. He's Brian Morton. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Brian, we're going to do trailers today. Some trailers that have come out recently that, you know, for upcoming movies and uh, all four of these I'm excited to see. Now, a couple Marvel movies, which is great. Uh, and then we've got Bullet Train, which to me just looks wacky, funny, kind of over the top action that we've discussed. And then the one I think I'm be most excited to hear what you think about is Elvis. The Elvis trailer. I'm excited for three out of the four. Three out of the four. Right, well, <laughs> we're going to find out what they are, and then we're, we'll end the episode with uh, two DC, one Marvel. I'm on okay. a, I'm one for one in this past <laughs> week, so we're going to keep the streak going. Okay. Uh, first movie, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah. Premise. I, I printed it out just so we can give the quick premise. Okay. Uh, following the events of Avengers Endgame, Thor attempts to find inner peace but must return to action and recruit Valkyrie, Korg, and Jane Foster, who has become the mighty Thor, to stop Gore the God Butcher from eliminating all gods. Who is Christian Bale, Christian Gore the Bale. God Butcher. Uh, first impressions of this one when you saw the trailer? It looks like um, the last one, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Ragnarok, to me. Although you could tell there's a scene where he's throwing the chains, exercising, and like, okay, we're going to show how we go from Fat Thor back to Fit Thor, which is like, okay, that's got potential We're going to get the Rocky, and you haven't seen it, we're going to get the Rocky montage where he's working yes. out to be ready for the big fight. And yeah. Korg is back. I loved Korg in Ragnarok. Which is Taika Waititi, the guy yes. who directed the movie. He plays the, he, well, he motion captures and voices Korg. So. And I, I knew, at first it was like, I don't know, this looks goofy, and it, the, 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 the little scene in the trailer where Star-Lord is talking about your family and who you love, and Thor leaning mm. in, smiling, trying to get into the view. It's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be just like Ragnarok. It's going to be excellent. Well, in, in an interview, uh, Chris Hemsworth and uh, Chris Pratt, they were both talking, and they both said, yeah, that tension they had in the other movies where Thor is clearly the better of the two, but yeah. and Chris Pratt and Star-Lord doesn't want to give that up, is going to continue throughout this one. But I, I liked that. You're going to get a little bit of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. These guys are, most of them are wrapping up their contracts and aren't going to be doing many more of these. And I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Those are great movies. And you wonder how much of them they're going to get, though. Is this going to be like the start? They're dropping him off. Yeah. I don't think you'll see a ton of them. No. Because I know they've just wrapped the third Guardians the third movie and the Christmas special, which will be the on Christmas, Disney+. Plus. That's right. I remember hearing about that. Uh, for me, I, look, I like Taika Waititi. I think some, uh, yes. we, we were talking the other day about a movie completely other side, uh, Jojo Rabbit, yes. which is it's a hilarious movie. Uh, but I, I like him in this. Uh, I, I like him in a lot of stuff. I, I saw an interview a couple months ago. They're like, Thor's coming out soon. Uh, you know, how, how, how done is he? goes, I'll let you know on the release date. Like That was his <laughs> response was, I'll let you know on the release date. Uh, he, he's very laid back about this. My only thing. And this is my only thing, because I do agree it's a lot like uh, Ragnarok. I'm starting to think they're going a little too far into the comedic over the top. It's starting to look more like this is this could really classify as a comedy. Maybe. More than an action. And I have nothing wrong with that. Chris, Chris Hemsworth as Thor having fun is very enjoyable. But there were a couple scenes in there along the way where I was like, like kind of like the leaning one where he just kind of yeah. leans in. It's like... These movies are meant to be light. They're meant to be enjoyable, but like, there's still got to be an action aspect to it. And there, there will be with the God Butcher. Um, Russell Crowe is Zeus, Zeus, which makes me think Hercules is going to make his Marvel mm -hmm. appearance. And then, if they stick to the story of Jane Foster mm -hmm. in the comic books when she became the Mighty Thor, it was she was had cancer. She was dying. She was doing chemo, and the hammer knocked the chemo out of her, so she has to choose between being a hero and the cancer, which I was like, okay, this could have some dark spots to it. And we know, 
you know, you you know Tycho what T D can do dark because Jojo yeah. Rabbit had very had dark, dark elements to it. Uh you since they announced this, uh I'm going to put a disclaimer here. Brian is not opposed to people playing characters in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but you have been a little outspoken about, you know, Natalie Portman as as Thor. Yeah, I didn't like when they did it in the comic books. Okay. Only because it wasn't a, it never felt to me like a natural thing. Okay. It felt like uh, suddenly it was, there's not enough diversity. Okay, Captain America is going to be uh, Sam Wilson now, and Thor's going to be a girl. And it was never felt like it was organic. Mm-hmm. Organically happening. Like, I don't care. You, it was just felt like we did this twist to satisfy public opinion. And it's like, no, no, tell me a good story. Don't try to kowtow to what you think people want. Okay. Tell me a good story. If it's a good story, people will come to it. That's going to be your tagline for our show is if it's a good story. If you give just Brian tell me a, a good, good story. I, I have no, I'm not opposed to that statement at all. If you give me a good story, I can get my yeah. head around almost anything. I don't need the cool special effects. Those are cool, but tell me the, if the story's not good, uh, off the subject, Avatar, mm-hmm. one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Okay. It looked beautiful, yeah. but within the first 10 minutes, my wife and I were sitting there, and she goes, what do you think? And I went, that's the bad guy. She's going to die. He's going to do this. They're going to get together. They're going to save the planet. And she was like, this is a story I've seen a hundred times. Yeah. It looks wonderful. I was bored. If halfway through a movie, all I can think is, boy, my butt hurts from sitting here this long. You're not telling me a good story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, <laughs> Tell me a long story. It has to be a good story, or I'm now worrying about, where's my next snack coming from? Boy, I have to go to the bathroom. If I'm thinking those things, now your story's no good to me. Hire well, a writer. We've got uh, we've got a shorty coming out with Dave Rieger here in a couple uh, couple weeks. <laughs> uh, review of The Massive Weight of Unbearable Talent with Nick Cage. Yeah. That sounds like a movie tailor-made for Brian. Great story. A <laughs> lot of fun. Enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you, though. If it's a good story, please you know give it to me. So uh, how we're going to evaluate these trailers is I'm going to because of how we do our reviews, mm-hmm. is this a gotta go see it in theaters or I'm okay to wait until I can rent it? Uh, I might have to go see this in the theater. Okay, I, I might because it it's, it looks good enough. I like um I like Taika Waititi enough now that who I know who he is and I can say his actual you name, which is strange. <laughs> it's like okay, I might have to see this, like Doctor Strange. Well, that's the next one we're gonna review. I'm with you though. Got to see this one in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is the one coming out in. Two weeks, Doctor Strange uh, in the multiverse multiverse of madness. Uh, A few months (laughs) after the events of Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange, with the help of both old and new mystical allies, travels into the multiverse to face a mysterious new adversary. And who is that going to be is what the big... The the rumor is Nightmare will be the adversary, which is like, okay. Okay. I could deal with him. We, we've seen multiple versions of Benedict Cumberbatch in these trailers, yes. so we're going to get multiple different Doctor Stranges. There's the rumor that there's going to be so many, uh, you know, new new arrivals and all this. We're going to get so many a lot cameos. Of cameos. Patrick Stewart's already been confirmed. Professor X will be making an appearance. We know Wanda Maximoff. Uh, there's rumors of a million other. I know we've speculated on who we'd love to see. This could be a great time to introduce the Fantastic Four. No, they're saying this. the Illuminati. Will be there, and the Illuminati are uh, Professor X, Mister Fantastic, Iron Man, Black Bolt from the uh, Inhumans, and Black Panther, and sometimes okay. Submariner. And they're the smartest people in the world, so they help things. Okay. And it's like, okay, if the, all those people, I I think we know we see Patrick Stewart. I think you might see um, uh, Mister Fantastic. Because we know they now own the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. and it would be kind of cool to see um, 
Submariner, who they keep rumoring going to be back or okay. going to appear at some going point. It's like, that would be cool to see him. I don't think it'll be him. I think there'll be less cameos than people are thinking th- well, after Spider-Man. That was going to be my big knock on on this one is they, they keep teasing that. And that might be a thing to get people in the theaters kind yeah. of thing. I just, we talked about this uh, early in one of our early shows that we've almost reached the point where these movies have to be so over the top yeah. that it gets to like, it's like, how are you going to do the next? They have to figure out how to do the next one. And that's what I'm worried about this one. I, like same thing as you've said, give me a good story. There's the speculation that Wanda Maximoff is going to be the main bad guy right. and all this, which that that'd be fine. I'd be great with that. I just don't want them to get so over the top that it's like, right. and now we have to kill the Doctor Strange franchise because we can do nothing else to get people in the Yeah, seats. or if we do just a regular story with Doctor Strange versus one bad guy, it becomes like, this is so boring. People are yeah. so bored. It's like, no, no, no. If it's a good story, I think people well, will come. But I, I know what you're saying. If it's not over the top now, after Spider-Man No Way Home, it's like people are going, oh, so many people will be here. Well, like, But think about just, it. If if you... If we go see, if you go see Doctor Strange in the multiverse, mm-hmm. you go see this or the multiverse of madness, and you, you you enjoy this movie, and then three years later, they put out the original Iron Man as their next movie. Right, you're gonna go, wait, what happened? <laughs> yeah. What happened? Did you guys run out of money or something? Like, and that's the thing is, those original ones were great stories. The first Thor, the first Captain America, the first Iron Man. They were great stories. None of them were like, especially the first Iron Man, were over-the-top right. movies. And now they look slow by comparison. I, but they're still great to watch because yeah. it's it's a, it's how everybody got where they were and all that. They're great. I watched the original Avengers one the other day, and I was like, wow, they really did this with very few people Yeah, like, compared to what they do now. So I was like, they're, they're backing themselves into a corner where like the next movie, it's that big thing they yeah. talk about the Fast and Furious franchise. Eventually, they're going to have to actually film in space because that's the only thing they can do that they <laughs> haven't done. And it's like, you're getting there, though. Eventually, uh, Star-Lord is going to have to take off into the real atmosphere yeah. or else this is just isn't going to work for us. Right. Anymore. Everybody doesn't have to be in every movie. Yeah. And you're right. It could get, if it's too over the top. But this could be the one where they're teasing because I'm, I'm reading... People that have seen previews are saying, oh, there's not as many cameos as there are. And so the rumor is that they're editing out cameos until their actual release date. I just think there probably won't be that many cameos. Sam Raimi knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I love Sam Raimi. So it's like that. You know, I went, I want to see this at Sam Raimi. And my wife said, oh, but it's Benedict Cumberbatch. It's like, apparently he's a very attractive man. Uh, that's like, a I, he doesn't do anything for me, but yeah. good for him. Um, <laughs> they're bringing back Mordo. In this, yes, and to you is that is that work? Would it have been better if they had made done one more movie where he was the bad guy, and then, or are we just gonna get? Are we gonna kind of get that Dark Knight thing where you get more than one bad guy? And well, it's I think you'll get more than figure. one bad guy, but Mordo is always there in the original Strange stories. Yeah. He's uh, Moriarty to Strange's mm-hmm. homes. He's the Joker for yeah. Doctor Strange. He's always there, so it's like, yeah, Mordo's always in the background doing something. He's not usually the main villain. He's the guy who spurs on the main villain mm-hmm. to do something. So I, I don't mind Mordo being there. It'd be interesting to see him back. Okay. Uh, in the theaters, or you can wait till the uh, till the till you can rent it? I was told two days ago by my wife, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is very attractive. We need to go see this movie. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, whatever gets her in the theater would be to see, uh, you know, and I'm sure that'll be a, a, about two hours of me going, no, that's Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, no, no, that's not Patrick Stewart. It's not Picard here. He's Professor X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I I was told two days ago by Dave Rieger that uh, he has passes. He wants me to come to the early screening. I was like, no, no, I can't go see Marvel movies without my wife. That's not allowed. <laughs> so I'm right there with you. I'll be seeing it at some point in the theaters. And oh yeah, very excited to see it. Uh, next up, Bullet Train. Yeah. Uh, train Killer Ladybug, played by Brad Pitt. Wants to give up the life of uh, life, but it's pulled back in by the hand by his handler in order to collect a briefcase on a bullet train heading from Tokyo to Ki- to Kyoto. Excuse me. Once on board, he and the other competing assassins on, uh, discover that their objectives are all connected. My God! Oh wow! It's John Wick on a train. A little bit. <laughs> I, I I actually almost compared it more to a a lighter, funnier version of Smoke and Aces. Maybe. They, all, they all have Maybe. the same thing to do. Yeah. They're all more than capable killers, and it's what's going to happen when all of us are on the same floor of a hotel building, except now it's a bullet train. Madness is going to ensue. See, and all I kept thinking was when I saw the trailer, was like, well, Brad Pitt saw John Wick. His his World War Z concept died in, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with one movie, and he went, if uh, Keanu Reeves could do a bunch of movies about killing guys, me too. Hey, let's do something. And they went, we can put you on a bullet train. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, this just feels like something that Brad Pitt, I I need myself one of those franchises now. It's like, well, you could be in a Marvel movie. No, no, no. I want to own it. <laughs> so it's like, but how can it be train. a franchise? Uh, you know, Ladybug wants to get out of the business. I know. Oh, I so does so John Wick. <laughs> uh, look, look. Bullet train too. They've killed his dog. <laughs> This is very, like, you can tell, this is going to be a lot of action. Yes. It's very comedic. Uh, to me, one of the opening scenes is him on, on the train, and it's the quiet room. And he's having a fight with a guy where every time one of them does something, someone goes, shh. Yeah. Not realizing these two are fighting. So you know it's going to be over the top. You know it's going to be slapstick. But it looks appealing to me because it's one of those movies where, like I said, it's not like they can get off and run away. It's a train. There's only so much real estate you have to maneuver and how you're going to be able to maneuver with a bunch of people who are all vying for the same thing. I think it's going to be a lot of back and forth. This to me is just a popcorn movie. Okay. And that that to me, nothing wrong with that. It's, I won't be rushing to the theater to see it because I know what's going to happen. There'll be a lot of fight scenes and a lot of blood and people shooting at each other and amazing Kung Fu or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I can wait to watch this on TNT when it comes on, like I have with all the John Wick movies. I, yeah. You know, okay, this is a good movie, but it's like Saturday afternoon, prop my feet up. I don't have to think about anything because I know what's going to happen. He's going to get the briefcase or what's in the briefcase, and then we all move on, and we set up for a sequel, and somebody shoots his dog, and now he has to kill all those people. You really have a problem with this dog dying. I can tell. It's, it's holding I just you. I find it a very weird way to get into a movie. It's like, <laughs> what? His, they shot my dog. Like, they killed your wife, too. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, that's okay. But they killed my no, but dog. the wife <laughs> gave him the dog as the last gift after she passed away. Okay. So it means it, it holds on and it's very It just felt like a very strange way to get into a franchise <laughs> to me. I, I completely and I, mean, I understand people love the dogs. I love my, I love my pet, too. It's because you don't love dogs. That's why. You're I not a my, dog I like person. dogs. No, I'm not a dog person. But, you know, I'm a cat person. But if you kill my cat, it's like I don't have to go on a spree of revenge and kill everyone in the neighborhood <laughs> I, I mean you i might, might. You might but i might do that anyway yes <laughs> um all right well you kind of answered the question there this is a sitting at home uh, yeah movie this is which, i can wait for this to be on tv I, i'm excited to see this one but i'm kind of in that same realm when they someone streams it i'll go this isn't yeah. one that this is one to me that i think i'll enjoy but this is one that i think i'm going to want to pause and rewind because yes i'm gonna want to i'll see someone do a cool fight scene i'm like i kind of want to see that again what did he you do can't there, do man? that in a the theater yeah right so 
Absolutely. that I'm not excited to see it, but this is one that I think I'll, I'll wait and be able to do this one from the comfort of my home. Yes. Uh, it looks it looks like the kind of movie, like I said, the Kill Bill franchise is one of my favorite like franchises, so, and this looks like that. You're it's gonna a get Saturday old. afternoon. I've got on my my comfortable clothes. I'm not doing anything. Hey, here's a movie. Yeah. You know. You're gonna get over the top violence, and that's if that's what you're looking for. It's gonna be great. Lastly, this is the one that when I told when I told you this was uh, a movie or trailer you had to check out, you didn't even know anything about. Nope, never heard. You're of a it. big fan of, and that is Elvis. Yeah. Uh, the film chronicles the life and career of singer and actor Elvis Presley from his early days as a child becoming a to becoming a rock and roll movie star, as well as his complex relationship with his manager, Colonel Tom Parker. That's the latter part I knew nothing about. Oh, really? Colonel oh, Tom yeah. Parker. I know, obviously, Elvis. I, I don't know too many people in the world that don't know Elvis to some capacity. Of course. Uh, but Colonel Tom Parker I knew nothing about. Colonel Tom Parker, played by a very heavily made-up Tom Hanks. Uh, Austin Butler plays Elvis Presley. Austin Butler, he's been in some stuff. He's not super known. I know him mostly from... Once upon a time, once upon a time in Hollywood, he plays one of the uh, Manson cult members. Okay, it's too hard. This movie, but instead of going to kill Sharon Tate, they try to kill Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio's oh, yeah. characters, and it doesn't work out well for them. <laughs> I know him mostly for that. But you're an Elvis fan, as mm-hmm. I am. You're probably a little more than me in the knowledge of it all. We can review the trailer and all that, but I just want to know from a standpoint of aesthetics, Austin Butler as Elvis. He sounds good. I, I'm interested to know if he does his own singing. Yeah, that was the first thing my mom said too when I showed her the trailer. At, and at the first, the first thing I thought was like, he kind of got a Marilyn Manson vibe going on, which is it's like uh, I don't know. And then the more the trailer went on, it's like okay, okay, I might be down with this. Mm-hmm. And then the Colonel Tom Parker aspect of the story is like okay, this could be an interesting story. It's not just Elvis, how wonderful he was. They may be getting into like the nuts and bolts of who he really was. Which is, I want to know. I yeah. want to know the truth. I don't want to just see, he was a great guy. It's like, well, everybody's not a great guy. Everybody has bad aspects to him. I'd like to see the truth. I like it because I think, kind of like Elvis's story in life, you know, with the tragedy, I th- it, it had a darker feel to it. It didn't feel like Oh, a, yeah, there's a lot of drugs. It, oh, and I know that, but I'm saying it didn't, like, like the other ones that came out, like Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man, they had, like, not Bohemian Rhapsody at some points. Yeah. Rocket Man had a very uplifting, bright feel to it all yeah. the way through, even though Elton John had rocky times. This, to me, feels like from the first second, it, it's going to be very dark. Like you said, Marilyn it's Manson almost kind of feel to it. Kind of gritty. That, like, even the joyous moments aren't going to be very bright. Right. In, in in a lot of ways. My only concern, and I, I, I've seen the trailer and it, it appears to be him all the way through, is Austin Butler is a very skinny individual. Yeah. Elvis was not very skinny. How does by he get to end. be fat Elvis? I, yeah. I, I, and I, that, that was my big curiosity is by like, one, you don't know how far they're going to go. You don't know if it's going to go all the way up to his right. death. But towards the end, Elvis had put on some weight, and I don't know, it doesn't look like he put on weight for this so i don't know if it's going to be prosthetics like right. what tom hanks has are they just going to kind of say you need to use your imagination this will put the big hair and the sideburns on and you build it out yourself kind of thing yeah i don't think they'll do that i think he'll be in a fat suit okay but i think this is more to me this more look like the story of him and colonel tom parker tom parker manipulating his career and maybe it leads up to when colonel tom died and Elvis then became sort of this lost without somebody guiding him because yeah. he always had his mother or then Colonel Tom stepped in. He always had somebody guiding him. He was uh, he didn't write the songs. He was just a performer, mm-hmm. which to me is like, OK, I liked Elvis. Don't get me wrong. But Elvis wasn't an artist. 
Elvis was a singer. Yeah. And so I think without somebody to guide him, that's when it spiraled. And so I'm thinking this might be like how Colonel Tom guided him. And then when Colonel Tom dies, we get to watch the spiral in of, you know, nobody will help him. Everybody's trying to take advantage of him because he has money. So we we, we know how we both feel about the look. You said the voice, though. If he does the singing, he's... The greatest Elvis per- impersonator Absolutely. I know. Uh, I saw a movie a couple years ago called The Identical, which is kind of loosely based on if Elvis's twin didn't die yeah. and they had to go and they all they they diverge. And the person who does that sounds just like him too. But uh, if he the voice was there, I, I told you there's one part where it, it's just two little lines where he says it has everything to do with us. And he's yeah. If you, if you close your eyes, you it's can Elvis. honestly believe it's Elvis Presley. Right. And I was like, but does he sing? Is does he, he the sing? singer? I just and that's my only. <clears throat> Nothing to do with anything. If he's lip syncing, that's fine. Yeah. It's like, but I was like, is he singing this too? Because he sounds like Elvis. If he sings like Elvis, well, he could put out an album. <laughs> well, one of the first things I did because in the trailer uh, is the big part where he leads off uh, going to the party in the county jail, yeah. and he sings it. And the first thing I did was find an Elvis recording of it mm-hmm. and listen to it. And I'm like, it sounds similar, but it could maybe be him. <laughs> it could be him. I really do believe it. So I think this movie looks great. It, the oh, hardest yeah. part for me is going to get past is going to be getting past uh, Tom Hanks in a fat suit. Maybe. And, and Tom I, Hanks is a great actor. Yeah, I'm I'm I, I I'm interested in the. I don't know a lot about Colonel Tom Parker other than know, yeah. he discovered Elvis, quote unquote, yeah. and then guided his career. So without Colonel Tom Parker, there's no Elvis. No. And so it, that has me very interested. And I'm a big Elvis fan, so it's like, oh yeah, it was the first album I ever bought. Was mm-hmm. an Elvis Presley album, and everybody on the planet knows. You know, thank you, thank you very much. I, <laughs> I walked into my mom's house the other day, and I showed her this trailer. But literally on her speaker was Kentucky Rain playing. Oh yeah, background. I love Kentucky Rain. So I, you know, and I, I love all those songs. So that was the thing. I, I Elvis has been a part of my life. You know, Kentucky Rain in the ghetto. Oh you yeah, know, blue suede shoes, all those. Uh, only, only, only knock on my mother. She still thinks the one that they they spliced Lisa Marie with him is the better version. And I'm like, I'm sorry, mom. I just can't no. get on board with that. With no, you. I'm, yeah. no, she's wrong. No, yeah, no offense, Mary Beth, but <laughs> just can't get on board with that. All yeah. right, uh, to wrap this one up, in the theater or wait till it comes this out. This one I might have to see in the theater. Okay. I enjoy. I enjoyed the trailer enough that it's like, Dad, I think this might be, you know. I got nothing to do. Hey, let's go to a movie. And I could probably talk Bevan to seeing this with me. Oh, yeah. There's enough people. <laughs> I already told Aaron. I was like, this is one we're going to go see in theaters. Aaron's not a huge Elvis person, but I'm like, this is one we're going to go see in theaters. Yeah. There's very few movies that I say, no, you have to come see this with me. <laughs> and I told her, if you don't want to go see it, that's fine. But I'm going to go see it. And the, you can't come to me and go, I really wish you had brought me. I was like, then you could have came. I, <laughs> you lose. I, I will be seeing this in theaters <laughs> with all the performances. It looks like it's going to have of Elvis. It's just too big to watch on a TV. Not yeah. that it won't be great on TV, but yeah, it's it's a theater movie for me. Yes, it absolutely, I agree. It's a theater movie for me. I agree. Uh, all right, we're gonna wrap this one up the way we usually do. I'm one for one right now. Doesn't matter the other five that Brian stumped me on. <laughs> uh, DC and Marvel. Two DC, one Marvel. Okay. Okay. Two DC, one Marvel. First one, Fire Lord. Oh, that's Marvel. Okay. Yeah. Oh well, this is over then. Second one, Rip Hunter. Oh yeah, Rip Hunter, Time Time Master. He's and, DC. Yeah. And lastly, Gentleman Ghost. Oh yeah, the Gentleman Ghost, the Batman villain. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Knew who none of these people were, and Brian came prepared. He went home last night and just read every single. No, comic Fire Fire Lord uh, took the place of Silver Surfer. He became the Herald of Galactus for a while. 
<clears throat> I think he became something else too. Okay. Uh, the second one, Rip Hunter, Time Master, is sort of ties to Hawkman. He travels in time. In fact, I think he's on. Um, he was in Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. And then the gentleman ghost is awesome because he's just a top hat with no head. Yeah. And he's an evil Batman villain. Sometimes he rides a horse, which is like, he has a monocle. No face, but he's got a monocle. He's got a monocle. <laughs> that's all we All right. Well, I can't stump Brian. I, I, love I the tried ghost. so hard. Uh, that's another episode of You've Been Watching. Brian Morton, appreciate it, man. Thank you. I'm Eric Dorsch, and we'll talk again soon.